0: So before we um, uh, really dive into things, I wanted to take a look at this and fit in where I think I'm going to slot 1984. Oh, okay. Just because I didn't want to do it on the fly.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: interested. Hmm.
1: I wrote I mean, it out at the I- end.
0: I feel like I may even change between now
1: and when we get there. Oh, I Talk for sure will. There.
0: So I'm going to hold off. I'm going to yeah. hold off, actually. I've got an
1: idea, but I'm going to hold off. And I already forgot what my rankings were from the beginning of the season and the end of last season. I remember they were the same, and I was shocked about that. But I do not remember what I did. And after thinking about some of the things that happened in this season, it's made me rethink how things happened in other seasons. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. (laughs) Me too. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to This American Horror Story, an unofficial podcast about the FX hit show, American Horror Story. I am your host,
1: Tyler Moss, here with my co-host. Chris Husted. Hello, everyone, for... The final time this season
0: Season 9, episode 9 It happened so quickly
1: It did it, I really, I mean, after this episode I was like, I feel like we were missing an episode In there somewhere uh, Or I'm ready to, like, this is just like The mid-season break and I'll see you guys in 2020, but In reality, this was it The final final episode, final finale, final girl
0: Oh, well, we will circle back in 2020 But not for a whole year Yeah, not, which... right When the seasons are this short, I mean, this must feel like this must be what it feels like to be a fan of British TV. You watch three episodes and then you have to wait a year to get more of the show. That's
1: brutal. Mm hmm. I agree.
0: It hurts me. I don't know. Ah, So much to talk about before we dive in. Um, thanking just wanna thank everybody for throughout the entirety of this season, all the great comments and interaction on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash American Horse Store. You can keep it up after, you know, we sign off. Um, we keep the conversation going even in the off season and people share theories and all that kind of stuff. I uh, always like to hear, you know, everyone else's feedback on the season finale and the season as a whole. Plus all um, the you rumors. Can also for next season, totally. Mm-hmm. And you can also, you know, reach out personally to us at thisamericanhorrorstory this at gmail.com. We're always happy to receive emails and chat back and forth about the show later on. Um, and finally, you know, the season's over. Rate us, review us. Um, it's a great way for people in the offseason to jump on the show, especially when this season hits Netflix or, you know, I don't know if mm-hmm. Netflix is going to Hulu now, whatever the situation is, but. Wherever it's going That way when people catch up We can keep Expanding the community for Season 10 Whatever that may hold Um, But damn Before we dive into The season finale of
1: 1984 Chris uh, Do you have a beverage in hand? You know what it is I had to do it I have my hot cider With a a double shot Of Buffalo Trace bourbon What are you drinking? Mm. I'm drinking
0: uh, Cider and it's scotch because I ran out of bourbon, which oh has a little God. bit of a different kind of uh, oh bite God. to it. It's a very it's a very smooth Ugh. scotch. It's what not so bad. De- it's not so bad. I make do. <laughs> don't judge me, Chris. Don't I, judge I
1: just me. I can't I can't stomach scotch yet. I'm not maybe I'm not grown yet enough.
0: <laughs> you need to work on that.
1: Oof. I, maybe, by season, maybe by season ten. Maybe by season ten when I'm an adult or grown up or more. Mature, because every time I smell it or taste a little bit, I just ugh, can't do it. Oh, you don't like to you don't like to feel like you're you're eating a Scottish bog. That doesn't <laughs> make you. <happy. laughs> well, and like I love whiskey, I love rye, I love bourbon. Like I just it's Scotch, I don't know, I just can't. Anyway, that's acquired episode.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, let's go ahead and dive into. Final girl, I guess. Final girl. You kick with the cold open. I mean, the reason I'm diving straight in is because, frankly, we didn't have... I mean, we had a lot of people sharing what they hoped this episode would be, I think, in one right. way or another. Right, but at this point, it doesn't um, matter. But at this point, it doesn't really matter, and there was, you know, I will get to the point where there's things I think people suggested that were awesome ideas okay. that I wish they would have done, maybe, but I think I want to save that till when we are wrapping up the episode, so I don't really have any okay. kind of
1: prelude to begin cool let's Um, just jump in let's get
0: ready let's get right into it well i'm I'm so eager to talk about it let's do it so lead us off with the cold open
1: so we have the cold open um and then this essentially sets up the entire episode which is great where sometimes it's like a backstory or a flashback but this actually is the story we're running with for the entire episode we have a prius pull up uh so immediately i'm thinking it's at least the mid-2000s when the Prius was out Uh, and we see finn witchrock show up uh and it turns out it's actually his lyft or his uber and he's looking for camp redwood um he's so grown up well he looks like such a, a man now it's kind of he's grown up from his dandy days but he looks like <laughs> a pretty grown up adult um and i guess essentially well anyway uh and as we're driving through or he gets dropped off and as he starts walking around trying to find whatever he's searching for we do get the uh Shot of a Chekhov's wood chipper. Uh, I just said
0: I had, I had the exact same thing in my notes too. <laughs> uh,
1: and he crosses the threshold into the Camp Redwood, and we see the tattered festival stage and the signage there from the 1989 festival. And even on the signs, it says, It's your turn. I kind of liked that. Um, and then, poof, Montana pops up and she asks what the thing is in, is in his hand. It's an iPhone. Uh, and he, she's surprised that she doesn't know what that is. He asks her if she's Amish. Uh, and she says that um, she tells him really that she's been around since 1989 and people have forgotten since the shit show in 1989. Something else has captured the attention of of the United States or at least the community around the area. And they're not as interested in the ghosts there or the haunting of the area. Um, and she kind of makes a joke that's probably the phone, the iPhone. Um, but he wants to find out what happened here and he wants answers and he wants to find out what happened to his father and immediately a smart people. And this was theorized, I guess I missed it. Um, cause I, cause I was coming up with it on the fly. We are actually in the presence of Bobby Richter. This is Ben Benjamin Richter's son, Bobby, not his little brother, Bobby. Um, and <laughs> she hugs him, which was kind of surprising. So that means that we're going to get some storyline there. Uh, and well, and anyway, that that's where we kind of end. It's, it's the, uh, actually a really great tease to what's going to happen in this episode. I liked it a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Get, you know, little, uh, Bobby Jingles all grown up now. And last we'd seen him obviously was, you know, being, being left with his aunt as Jingles went back to Camp Redwood on his, his mission. Um, we get a little, a few different things here. I mean, you get a little bit of a. Uh, do you remember that movie uh, Blast from the Past? I think it was with Brendan Fraser and Alicia yeah, Silverstone. My God, I
1: haven't seen that in probably like twenty five years or twenty years.
0: <laughs> Premise of that movie is that Brendan Fraser, it, like Christopher Watkins, his father, and they think a new, he like has built this like nuclear bunker, and he thinks that a, you know, bomb is coming. So like something signals that where he thinks the bomb's coming. So. He he locks his family up in like this bunker, and they don't come out for like thirty years or something like that. So then, Brennan Fraser emerges, and he like has been in this bunker. Heather
1: Graham, the girl in it, is it Heather Graham?
0: Maybe you're right. It is Heather Graham. What Alicia Silverstone? Heather Graham? Oh no, it's Alicia Silverstone.
1: Yeah, it's Alicia
0: Silverstone. Is it okay? It's been a while, so I wouldn't. I I could easily other blonde, (laughs) but um, yeah. And then it's the similar thing where it's like you know. Doesn't know how much everything's changed since he's been, you know, he's like stuck in that one time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's a little bit what you have with, you know, Montana and the other people who are stuck at Camp Redwood. Um, also, yeah, the the wood chipper, that was kind of a fun element. And obviously we the big reveal again. here. Mm-hmm. The big reveal being the Jingles connection. Also, I think we can pretty much know for at this point, we knew from with certainty that Montana never got her ghost investigators to show up mm-hmm. because clearly right. they're still they're there. Still so we know right. something something didn't happen in terms of what they had initially planned. Mm-hmm. So they she takes him to the cabin that is still basically set up as kind of the accommodations, I guess, for the festival. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder also a little bit like where all these people were going to sleep at the festival because it seems like they yeah. weren't... Only dealing with a few cabins. I don't know. It kind of had like a fire festival vibe to it. It was
1: just like oh, totally. the Chevy oh, totally cab,
0: cabin with bunks that they like put some robes on the back of the door and stuff like that. That was kind of funny. Uh, obviously, Bobby's a smart guy. He pretty quickly learns that something's, uh, well, something's up with Montana. She gives away that her and Trevor are dead because he kind of slips out of nowhere. and you know, Bobby begins to recognize these people because like... The inquirer journalist. He's studied up on him and has. He has a file. Everyone has a file in this mm-hmm. show on Cam Redwood with big headshots. I mean, I guess they took a lot more headshots and glamour shots in those days, so that's kind of funny. Um, you know, he's come here on a mission. He's trying to find his his father, and um, he's been getting these anonymous checks. Who so he doesn't know who who they're from. Um, and that's part of what's drawn him here. He feels like he's going to dig his dad out and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But, you know, that's when we learn that Mr. Jingles hasn't been seen since Jason Voorhees dragged him down into the deep of the lake, I guess.
1: Exactly. Yep. Haven't seen him since he has got pulled in.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: So he's living this in that is... world with his Lavinia, his mom, and his little brother Bobby, I'm we all assume. So as I was going to say, skipping ahead a little bit, like, wait, I was going to say, where is he? Yeah, I think he's living in that like weird world where he's at the bottom. So there's some
0: the kind of like interdimensionality going on, kind of.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Th- there are different dimensions or levels of this purgatory that they're in. Or yeah, the different or the circles, white... maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Or the, yeah. Right. Or the yeah. Or the white woman has control and she can like create new ones or something.
0: Well, it does seem like people who want to hide can pretty easily do that. At least some people, not Richard Ramirez, but right. you know. Um whether it's the Lady in White for a certain duration of time, or Bobby or uh Margaret, later on we find out. Anyway. We have a kind of um kind of funny but also kinda of gruesome scene where like to demonstrate that they're ghosts, Mar- She's <laughs> Trevor like, Ooh, kill each, like kill defense, kill each other. me. And yeah, she so like pulls was... the
1: trigger. <laughs> that was and Trevor slits his own bit throat.
0: Of, bit of a shock. Um, and then that's when we fall into, of course, American Horror Stories classic flashbacks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, jumping back to 1989. Um, so, we're back in the, you know, the immediate aftermath of what we saw from last episode, uh, where Margaret's pissed because the music acts aren't showing up. Well, it's because Trevor has decided he's going to save the festival after his emotional interaction with uh, Montana last episode, I guess. He's, he's found his heart again, and... Is willing to stand up for things. Um pretty brutal scene where she shoots Courtney. Was that mm-hmm. her? Yep. Courtney, Courtney. right? In, yep. in in cold blood right there. And then I think she just makes Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Well, he got <laughs>
1: he's shot because well, he first he says he had to say goodbye to Belinda Carlisle, which is hilarious. Um, but he leaked the Kaja Gugu desk to Trevor, and that's what sent Trevor kinda a little over the edge to block the uh, entrance and send people away, or essentially send three cars away. I think that's all we saw.
0: (laughs) Yeah, apparently he's a horrible, he's always been a horrible assistant, even though he very carefully cut up and bagged. Yeah, he's a (laughs)
1: pretty dedicated (laughs) assistant.
0: Too bad for him. I assume Courtney's body's roaming around the camp somewhere too.
1: Oh yeah, we see him. Oh, is he one of the ones with the torches at the end? Yeah. We see him uh, take out uh, Margaret and make jokes about it
0: yeah that's right that's right he he is hanging out with everybody he else yes so there. there's
1: gonna be a parade <laughs> that's right um so that was
0: yeah um, you know tough tough to lose him but good on, good on Courtney for also finding his moral courage in the end you know mm-hmm. um little cameo there from from Leslie that we we got throughout that section so Trevor Trevor has become the good guy again like Jumping back and forth, you know, he started out as a guy we really admired, came to this place where he was kind of shitty and had, like, stuck with Margaret for apparently the money. Um, I... uh, Some... Yeah.
1: yeah. I I made some notes here. I I really don't like Trevor's story all that much in the end. You know, he was this fun, goofy guy who, who, like, just was kind of this dummy, slutty, big, donged dude. Uh, But then he turns into like a blackmailer after the incident and goes along with this whole situation. And then he's attempting redemption. And then all of a sudden he's been madly in love with Montana the whole time. And also wasn't she in love with Richard Merritt. There's a lot of like retconning some relationships that are deeper than I thought they were going to be, which was a little frustrating, but um, Trevor's fine. He's not as fun as I liked in the beginning, but he's still fine.
0: So I feel like that's going to be a theme for me for this episode is I thought, basically, character arcs that were more fun in the beginning than they ended up being in the end. Yeah, right. And that's definitely, I agree with you. That's definitely how I feel about Trevor. There was a really funny line in this confrontation from Margaret where she calls Montana a truck stop Cindy Lauper. I thought that was <laughs> that, I did read like, that. That was That great. was, like, pretty spot on, too. Yeah. Um. But, God, yeah, she's she's pretty brutal when she just, like, shoots him in all his limbs and, and forces him
1: to Including his crawl middle his middle limb
0: yes yeah what does he say he's been shot in the pecker before and it didn't feel yeah. good. i guess that was our our reference there a little tease there. um this the scene where he's crawling back to montana was like laughably
1: melodramatic it was <laughs> funny like, that's i was rolling my eyes there it was fun though It was kind of silly <laughs> it
0: was it was it was it was much. again but it was funny
1: all of a sudden they're like jack and rose from titanic or something where just like please please crawl He's like, I can't. Ugh, I
0: I am not invested in that relationship, no. <laughs> so it was, it was hard to. I don't know. It was it was it was kind of funny, but it's not like I was really yeah. rooting for it. It's, and then, of course, go ahead. I was gonna
1: say it's kind of funny too that I remember early on we thought uh, Matthew Morrison would just be a quick maybe two episode arc or something. Turns out he kind of becomes the main character by the end. Him and Montana. Oh yeah.
0: hmm. Yeah. They they ended up being major players. I mean. No one, pretty much everybody, stuck around because every no one died, or like permanently died, right? Really,
1: um, nobody crossed over.
0: No, not really. Not not a whole lot of people crossing over. I guess we we got less Jonas than we got some other characters, but he was not all that interesting to begin with, anyway. Um, and then we, have, of course, have Brooke kind of like swoop in and save the day by helping Trevor limp across the line, and this is her this is her big redemption. Everyone's redemption act is happening now. Trevor's redemption is keeping people from coming to the festival. Somehow entirely shutting down the the whole festival from being out there. Um, which we'll get to the fact that I, I'm mad we didn't see Billy Idol. I'm sure you're a little bit mad about that, too. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we have Brooks, you know. There's revenge and a redemption. little
1: foot kick. I like that. She's got, mm-hmm. some, she's got some good uh, um, fashion happening uh, in her post-execution um, attire. Uh, but she, maybe, you know, she like nudges him. She's like, you're not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, yeah, cool.
1: so she does help him across, which is sweet. And then we get the whole... That was what changed Montana.
0: Mhm. Oh, yeah. So everyone, everyone is changing and being... Well, I mean, Montana had kind of already... After she found out that she was, was the one, well, but then like she, but then after that, she immediately was like kind of regretful because she found out she was only responsible for Night Stalker. So it was her her feelings have been confusing over the past couple episodes. Yeah, she like where she's
1: yeah, a lot of these characters are easily swayed. Hmm. Um. But yeah, she convinces all the other ghosts to not kill anyone anymore, except yeah. for the two people who they need to kill. Well, three people, I guess: Richard Ramirez, Bruce, and. Margaret. Margaret.
0: And so we're kind of cutting back and forth, you know, throughout this back to Bobby asking questions. And one of them is at this point, he asks, well, so you're saying that Brooke, you know, survived. So one of the other things we learn here is that Brooke was never like found out, you know, in jumping ahead. Um, we don't know, you know, we're kind of getting bits and pieces of things before it actually gets to that that particular point. Um, then of course we get the scene of we don't get a whole lot of Bruce in this episode. He dies pretty quickly. He, for some he's, reason he's chasing he's chasing down an already dead camp
1: counselor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was faking it? I guess. Um, yeah. Laura, yeah, it was so weird. And it, in the in the opening credits, also I should point out in opening credits, it was really sad for me to hear the song for the last time. Going through, I love this version of the title credits the most out of any season. Uh But I was looking to see who special guests were. We see Lily Rabe's name. Cool. We knew that was going to happen. See and Dylan McDermott. So like, okay, we'll see Bruce. I was looking for Sarah Paulson's name. It did not appear. Uh, And as we know, we did not see her in this episode. But anyway, um, yeah, Bruce, short appearance, gets a little machete to his neck or shoulder, like in between the two and shoved off the property.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Poor Bruce. I think Montana goes. That was easy. Yeah. What a what a way to die. Richard Montana will be harder. Right. And so she tries to lure him back. Um, You know, he's like, basically like, fuck this. I'm gonna, I'm going to kill this kid in Alaska. And she's, she's like, no, no, stay. We, uh, I I haven't seen you in so long. I've been lusting for you. And then when she realizes that's not gonna work, it's that oh, Billy Idol's here. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's too, he's too much of a badass to be turned away by Trevor, which is probably true. He's Late leading to house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, I thought they were going to put him in the giant bird cage we saw from a past episode, uh, and just mm-hmm. keep him in there because then he could keep putting back to life, and they wouldn't even have to do anything because he'd be stuck yeah. in a fucking bird cage. I mean, anyway, so I, I did think that the shot was cool when he go. Obviously, he goes in there all the camp, you know, the murder. What do we call him? The Redwood murder, Dead. The Redwood Dead are surrounding the overhead shot when they like all stab him was pretty cool, um, and then they like all go kind of fall, fall back at pretty once graphic. that was pretty that was it was very graphic but like i thought it was well shot do you remember who was the director for this episode did you catch it
1: yeah it was john j gray and he did the second episode as well this season okay but yeah he had some great shots in here some some classic uh american horror story like angles but then some really fun murder angles as well from like up high
0: Yeah, I liked the the kind of bird's eye view there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we find out that you know because they're worried about just Satan bringing him back and him him going to go kill Bobby, basically, for however many years they just kept. I guess. I guess thirty years, right? They just every time he wakes up, somebody smashes his legs. For thirty years, they've been doing this. That sounds very exhausting. It's uh, funny that well get there in a second but i mean it, there's some entertaining scenes like when ray breaks his le- legs with the hammer or i think chet like some people very and misery him over. he just well basically yeah what we just see is he just gets killed in the classic horror story ways over and over again they got the chainsaw you know
1: but satan case. keeps bringing him back to life
0: that's a that's a lot of endurance uh on the part of satan you know the
1: joke the best joke i've seen is I guess that's why Satan never picked up any of Michael's calls from Apocalypse, because he was too busy bringing Richard Ramirez back to life every uh, couple hours. (laughs) I love it.
0: Yeah, that is probably not the best use of Satan's energy, I would say. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you you live and you learn. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of it. It kind of brings us up to now. I mean, for the most part, they've been bringing... They just kept him in Lavinia's house, which apparently she's not loving it anymore because she's in that other dimension with Bobby and Benjamin. But yeah. yeah, they're just they're just gonna kill him every so often. But it, it, just that particular night happens to be the night that Nurse Birdie decides she's gonna make a move on Chet and play some yeah. strip strip pictionary, which also you don't. I don't think you can play I, well I on pictionary. I don't,
1: and but also it's funny they just start making out. They don't even play. Um, and we yeah. sorta of finally get some resolution or answers on Chet's storyline. You know how like it was alluded to that he might be gay. They just wrap it up real quickly by saying, like, oh, he's bisexual and he just has sex with everyone. hmm That was th- and that was that. And but he's never gone old, and that's what Birdie was trying to convince him to do. Chet was another person I thought we get a lot more screen time or as a character, and it turns out he just kind of becomes a background peripheral character the whole time.
0: Yeah, and I mean I guess they maybe they didn't want to ask, you know, too much of Gus um, Kentworthy mm. or whatever because he's not an actor. But I do feel like the character, the character ends up being pretty flat, like you said, yeah. kind of.
1: Um, There's promise I, there. I, I mean,
0: and I, I think guess he the did a fine job. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say that maybe like the, you know, the fact that he's kind of the the classic athlete character, but he's bisexual is like them to somewhat subverting norms. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a little bit more interesting. But he still, I mean, he still didn't have too much to him, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, as they're making out, Ramirez is back. And, I mean, quite lucky that it just happens to be when Bobby's at the camp somehow. I mean, maybe Satan had a hand in that. Who's who's to say exactly? Um, but he breaks in and goes nuts on Trevor. And, you know, basically all the ghosts have to throw themselves at mm-hmm. At Richard, even though he like has a pretty badass knife toss that, or knife toss that goes right into yeah,
1: slows him down, slows down uh, Bobby.
0: So he limps his way to the Redwood uh, Red Meadows Asylum. Was that what it's called? I couldn't
1: remember the name of it, but yeah, I know he's he's instructed go ask, go to the asylum and ask. They'll and they'll tell You'll hear the whole story.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like that with a brutal knife and wound in his back, that's what he decided yeah. to do. Um, when they said that he was there for the medical director, I wrote in my notes, 99% chance it's Donna. Somehow,
1: I like I did too, but I also was like, I wonder if they're going to like mess with us, and it turns out uh, Brooke walks out. But it was Donna. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Also, I mean... Uh, I don't know if that's how an asylum works. I thought maybe they would call the police, but I don't think when somebody just comes in there all of a sudden, Some send people have to, out the to <laughs> institutionalize yeah. them right away. Yeah. Um, but luckily, you know, Don is walking by and he's able to get the the full story. You know, um, especially the background story about Margaret, which is kind of the the
1: yeah. We get the background, or I'm uh, sorry, Bobby gets the background and knows learns that Margaret framed Bobby's dad for everything essentially.
0: Right. And then we get the flashback to that Halloween where we see, you know, everyone surrounding Margaret's cabin with the torches, which is a very Roanoke.
1: Bed. I was like, Roanoke style is what I wrote for sure. Yeah. I
0: think Nurse Birdie even has the cleaver. So it's clearly, you know, they were clearly very aware of, of what mm-hmm. was happening mm-hmm. here. Um, Donna is the first one to go at Margaret head to head, which
1: yeah. I mean, that wasn't well orchestrated. She kind of just charges her and they kind of like, like, fight and then and then and then brooke goes like why wouldn't you go at the same time two on one well but...
0: also when you have a whole like army of undead with torches they could easily kill her without people who are still <laughs> yeah. alive yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean you know that was brooke's whole purpose was to try to get revenge i
1: guess right so, and we need to see device wise we need brooke to get injured so people think she's dead
0: mm-hmm Mm-hmm. so you know we we think that they've kind of that brooke is dead and that margaret's just seriously injured um I will say that, man, I think maybe my favorite scene of this whole episode was when they put her piece by piece into the wood chipper just to shoot her over the fence.
1: Hands down, <laughs> the most disgusting graphic <laughs> death I think we've ever seen on American Horror Story. 10 out of 10. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was still, so crazy.
0: She's still talking with no legs and no arms and all yeah. that stuff. so oh, funny. And what a so ni- nice toss by Trevor when he just... Sends yeah. her head right their the logic chipper. was
1: so stupid in it like you know that she wasn't gonna like you' you are like it's the, the chipper wood chipper still on the property so you know she's not gonna like the, their logic was not great um, no, no no but the death was amazing that, oh death, my gosh. that it was so that, crazy I, I want to go back and watch it
0: <laughs> that that death was yeah for me the best part of this episode hundred Oh, was, yeah um, you know, um,
1: like one little quip about it is you know, what annoyed me was Margaret would never, she's smart she's done two massacres already and framed two people for it she wouldn't be there in the cabin by herself without protection at the end when when everyone else has kind of disappeared, especially when she's already seen at least Montana, a ghost, alive and Trevor hooking up with her you know, she, she was just too smart for that like, to get Put herself in that situation where she would be at risk. Um, it always, that being said, you know, her death was worth it. I don't care, but yeah. just story you know, device wise, I hear you.
0: It always seemed a little bit like maybe Margaret wasn't quite fully like understanding what was happening with the with the dead people, like with the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she, she got in theory. You would think she'd got more of an idea for it last episode when she like saw a lot of the ghosts coming back, but you know when she first runs into Jonas back in 84 she didn't understand what was really going on at that point i don't think she really sees any ghosts kill anyone
1: and no. so i mean she sees Kaja true yeah
0: i mean it's she, and trevor make out with montana <laughs> she's supposed to be more clever than that yeah so that yeah. but i mean she'd already planned this whole event she probably should have tried to just broker some kind of deal with the ghost before this. Yeah. I mean, because most of them were killed by Jingles or Richard anyway. She'd killed a couple, but not that. Right. Um, and then so, you know, back to the present. Uh, Bobby, you know, finds out that Donna if Donna was ultimately was the final girl, you know? So, mm-hmm. so we think. Um, but she was not the one supplying him the checks. So who could it be that's our cliffhanger going into... The back end no, of this episode, no, I was like,
1: "Brooke isn't dead, right? She's alive, right?" I mean, who else? It's
0: unless like somehow Jingles had survived and gone somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. That wouldn't have made sense. So yeah, alas, we we pull into a Oregon license plate. They're in Prineville, Oregon.
1: Um, okay, these people so- these people teleport more than the Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> They've is- been to Alaska. They're now in Oregon, and this is supposed to be in Southern California, where Camp Redwood was, right?
0: Yeah, we're jumping Yikes. around a little bit. I mean, you know, Oregon
1: to and Donna Southern just California. Sides to team up and drive this far with him because also in exposition, um, they looked up the bank account of the checks or something like
0: that. I was going to say that was some fantastic Sherlocking, but I mean, <laughs> that seemed to be Donna's idea. Which you know, she yeah. she's the she's she seems pretty smart. She's figured out some stuff before. I like you know that it happens to be in this like remote part of Oregon. Prineville is actually like, it's kind of like a uh, backwoods isn't the right word, but it's like, it is kind of out in the middle of nowhere, lots of forest and trees and stuff like that. I will also say, while it does rain a lot in Oregon, it never rains that hard. They give a little dig back. Cause I think that <laughs> Finn Whitrock says like, I could never live here.
1: Uh, yeah. Tyler would know that uh, dear listeners, because that's his home.
0: That's, it, I, that's my, my home state. And yes, it's just drizzles all the time, you know? So <laughs> what, whatever. Uh, but you know, whatever. <laughs> the, the truck pulls up, and dramatically, oh yes, we arrive at her house, and it is a, a cute little craftsman house in a, in a normal neighborhood. And it is it is Brooke. She's now married. She's has two kids. Uh, she's supposed like, to be in her fifties. Does not look like. It. <laughs> they they even kind of make a joke about that about how she has they a great spend a skin whole regimen. Making
1: jokes <laughs> about how she looks good instead of I think just trying to use aged makeup on her or something. I don't know. Like they gave (laughs) her longer hair. They gave
0: her longer hair and like a little bit of wrinkle lines. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And they say she married a dermatologist, which is funny. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It was fun. She's supposed to be in her fifties, which is hilarious. And Donna's supposed to be, I'm assuming like in her late fifties or almost 60, if not 60. Yeah. But they look great.
0: (laughs) They look, they look not a day over 1984. (laughs) Yeah. so we, we learned that, like, well, we get all Brooke's backstory. A couple different things here that were... This is, I mean, up until now, I was somewhat okay with stuff, but this is where stuff started to piss me off a little bit. So Brooke apparently tried to call Donna a number of times, but just couldn't bring herself to do it because she associated Donna with Redwood, even though Donna saved her ass, got her out of, you know, being executed by the electric chair, all this stuff. Like, it I don't know.
1: It, yeah. I mean, I get that she wants to start her new life, but I don't. I, yeah, it was, it was a little not clear. So, especially after lives. the
0: great, the great buddy comedy Thelma and Louise situation we had with them over it the was past the second couple half of our
1: season, essentially, and they're barely in this final episode. Mm-hmm. So that was a bummer. I um, thought, though. Did you th- tell me? If, did you get any fear? When they're like shaking hands and saying goodbye after they're kind of made up or whatever. And like, girl, we're connected forever. We're tied together forever. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, something's going to happen. Someone's going to flip something. Classic Mm. American Horror Story. They're going to pull a gun out and shoot each other. Or maybe Bobby's going to do this and be like, I've actually been looking for you two. (laughs) But no, they're all actually nice to each other.
0: It might have been good to have gotten something like that though. At least it would have been unexpected. Jeez. Mm-hmm. I mean, then then we get the flashback from Brooke too, where she basically we find out you know Ray employed his medical skills to come in and save her. Um, they have like a weird romantic scene between them, which I, I guess another
1: retconned love story that I
0: did not know was that. I deep. mean, I mean, I guess he took her virginity, but she didn't really seem to enjoy it, and it was like a weird thing that happened like thirty. I mean, more than thirty years ago. Now it happened in eighty four. No, no. no. So go. I guess this would have been in '89. So '89, yeah. It, it would have happened years. five years
1: before, but still, they barely knew each other. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I yeah. That was hard to get a miss. Also, like since then, after no, I guess they had had sex after he was dead already. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, like I don't he know. he flirted a
1: little bit, and that was I don't know. Again, a, a deeper love but, story but than the, I ever caught on.
0: But then also she thinks she's going to die, so then he takes her off of the Redwood premises to die. He didn't think she was going to die because he knew the bullet passed right through, but it was like, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then we hear her that she wakes up in the hospital and, and, you know, then she was basically inspired by Mr. Jingle's starting fresh story. So she did the same Mm -hmm. thing and moved up north to Oregon. Um, And so tracked down Bobby and tried to give back to him that way. Uh so they're both the final girl, which is I guess kind of a sweet ending after we had debated it and, and I
1: wish we had gotten to see them be more badass in this episode and not just again, a lot of this episode was storytelling and flashbacks of people like, Well, here's what happened and here's what happened and here's what happened back then as opposed to like experiencing where we wanna know what the stakes are. We know a lot of these people are alive in the future, so there's no I stakes. Know.
0: I complained that in my final notes for this episode, that was one thing okay. I complained about. Is that this episode was a lot of Bobby going places and sitting down, and people telling him telling stories. That happened. stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. All that. I mean, I guess it has like a ghost story camp, like a campfire. Yeah, it, I was saying this to felt like it, an epilogue. Yeah, it did feel like an epilogue. I mean, there, it didn't feel like there was any drama or real stakes. I guess the drama was supposed to be, well, is Bobby going to die or not? Mm-hmm. um right but, but a character like, we've never really he's brand new and we don't really no. yeah. yeah i mean that it goes back to whether or not well whether or not we felt invested in the whole jingle sun story to kind of begin with and i don't know that i did i feel like you know that, i think that that was supposed to be kind of the tying together of all this cuz that was supposed to be the real dramatic moment when we get to the end here and i think in, in a second mm-hmm. um so so getting back to it after all that shit Bobby goes back to Redwood and runs into Margaret Booth who people haven't seen since 89 um, cuz everyone thought she was dead but really her brain died while in the wood chipper <laughs> Of course
1: it would like
0: <laughs> Yeah she's not going to survive Montana's like
1: your brain lives for 30 seconds once it's like removed from its body it's like not once if it gets grounded up. up. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> So she Ugh. offers to to Sherpa him to Jingles um, and about is about to stab him um, when mm-hmm. Jingles does show up and save him, and they have a,
1: a dramatic moment. Uh, I liked it. I'm such a sucker for father son stories that where you know people don't show emotion and they finally show emotion, and it's it was a really sweet moment because we know how actually oh. sweet Jingles is.
0: But that's the thing: is did he really finally show emotion? I feel like he's been a big he's always been face for the best yeah. for the best yeah. half a season. Oh, yeah. it, it it didn't land for me. I was like, "Oh, co- oh, brother!" And then Finn Wetterich is saying, "You do what all good parents do. You sacrifice yourself for your child." And it just felt
1: melodramatic to me.
0: <laughs> it was. It was a total like I'm, '80s cliche. I'm glad it touched. I'm glad it touched. Like, you. I'm proud of you, son.
1: Thanks, Dad. And then, I love you. Then we
0: get a yeah. Then we get a little bit of a you know twist when Margaret shows back up again and stabs Jingles and. But uh, and then we get the lady, you know, then we get I I knew she was going
1: to show up, didn't you? Right.
0: She had Mm -hmm. to. Well, yeah. And that was kind of a a sweet moment where like that comes full circle a little bit where it's like he's the grown version of what her Bobby would have been. thing, Mm -hmm. And then everybody, you know, she slaughters the the shit out of Margaret, which is satisfying.
1: (laughs) I think she I mean, she slaps her really hard. I I don't know if she killed her.
0: Oh, she didn't kill her. I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I thought she had a knife, maybe or something. But the, okay, no,
1: because no. then the other ghosts show up, and then she's the, like, they, "Get her out of here! Get her out of her!" Yeah. Yeah. They
0: like they're gonna do their mess. Lily Rabe's mess
1: like, like the too. boss ghost.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like the well, final so, boss.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is totally what she's like. That's kind of an '80s situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, I think Montana says this the final thing is like to Bobby is he, before he runs away, tell our ghost stories to your children. The eighties will never die. It reminded yeah. me of like Goon- Goonies never say die. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's make our story, have people remember our story so we can, did you live? And then he runs away cute. in,
0: in like a John Hughes style final scene with, uh, the living years by Mike and the mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yep. that right? Yep. um, and behind him, you know, we almost it's like it's a Star Wars situation where he looks back and the family's, you know, there, hovering yep. beyond
1: the veil looking your back dad, at your dad, grandma, and uncle Bobby. God. It was it was such a total end of a eighties cute movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John Hughes is yeah. a good analogy.
0: Well, let me hit you with the most important question for this episode mm-hmm. is which is to you did they stick
1: the landing? I think they landed. I don't think. I don't. I think that um, if we're going to go with gymnastics, they maybe did a step and a hop to make sure that they landed, but they landed. Um, I don't think it was fantastic. It was fine. I don't like the method or the device that was used to do this final one. I feel like a few things about. I'll just say a few things about the episode. Um, I. I'm pissed off that we didn't get the massacre from the festival. I was going to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been teasing it for three episodes, and we got nothing. None of it. And I don't know if there is a budget shortage. Maybe that's why they trimmed an episode as well, um, and why we only saw three cars turned away. Um, I'm not sure. But I'm a little disappointed about that, because I think we've been building to this great big epic thing. Another reason why I thought this We're missing an episode Because the penultimate episode Could have been this crazy massacre Of a lot of things happening uh, And yet this episode again felt like the epilogue So I'm bummed that we didn't get any carnage there uh, uh, Save for Margaret's death um, I think ultimately I'm okay with how where everyone ended up I just didn't like how it all had to shake out to get to those points for all the characters. What did That's you fair. think? With the if ending?
0: we're going with the gymnastic <laughs> metaphor, I think that the gymnasts
1: broke both legs when they landed. <laughs> oh, God. You're thinking, did you ever see Final Destination 5, I think, where the gymnast. <laughs> No, I did
0: not. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. That's pretty nasty. I hate athletic injuries. If there was an American Horror Story athletic injuries, I would cringe and have my (laughs) eyes covered the entire time. Gordon Hayward? Oh. Oh, See, yeah. Some people can, like, go watch this on YouTube. They make me want to. Oh, I I I watched that one live and it freaked me out. Oh, Oh, my God. Also, he broke his hand recently again. Anyway... Okay, there's. I mean, you, you hit on a couple of things that pissed me off. I mean, we already talked about this episode being a lot of people sitting around in a room telling Bobby stuff. That was obnoxious. But it's mainly... It's mainly the opportunities we missed. There was no massacre, which we were so excited to have, could have been super fun. We were already mad we didn't get the massacre of the, you know, at the actual camp with the campers, to begin with. So to be have this teased, this big festival tease for so many episodes, and not get that was a huge letdown. Mm-hmm. Then there was no Sarah Paulson, which we had been promised mm-hmm. since the beginning of this season, and I don't know if. Like I don't. Maybe that was announced at some point that she wasn't coming anymore. But I don't feel like you or I heard about it or anybody else who was. You know, commenting I searched on the really page. quickly
1: tonight, and all I saw was that she had hoped that it was going to work, but it may not work. And I think it just didn't work out. Work out <sighs> scheduling wise.
0: So I think what they try to do is, is like use Finn Wittrock as a fill-in, and I like Finn Wittrock just fine. But he was great, not, but he's yeah. not Sarah Paulson. And yeah. the problem was that I was still looking out for Sarah Paulson the Hill episode because we had already talked about there were so many cool ways they could have fit her in in her past characters.
1: Yep, and so we that thought was, that Lana Winters was going to come in and interview Brooke or something.
0: Or or she was gonna be hypodermic Sally or this or that so that was Mm -hmm. a huge bummer or Billy Dean Howard I mean there was so many a lot of options there was theories floating around that Evan Peters was gonna come play Billy Idol and Billy Idol was gonna be the one that would end up killing Richard Ramirez which would have been really ironic that seemed Mm -hmm. so this is where what it all comes down to for me is there were so many more creative ways they could have ended this thing than how they actually did it people had come up with really ideas for really cool twists it's like it was one of those situations where you kind of wish the writers would have just gone and like looked up you know the American Horror Story Reddit page or like gone to our Facebook page and seen all the awesome ideas people had because this is in my opinion it was way they only do that
1: for the first half of seasons after that they just
0: but this just seemed like kind of lukewarm you know what I mean it Mm -hmm. was I don't know it like you said it was fine but it was I don't know I had such expectations and I have really liked this I'm not we'll get to in a minute and I'm not saying it ruined the season for me but it just mm-hmm. feels like a real lost opportunity because I feel like it had the potential to be really, really cool. So that was yeah. a bummer for me. So that being said, what are you going to give the episode?
1: I give it a three point five, which is not too bad. And I think I'm giving it a lot of a little bit higher than I normally would, just because I appreciated the season as a whole more than i have other uh seasons so it's gonna it's getting a little bit of a boost because of that um it probably if it was a standalone if i just saw this it would be 3.25 three or three but i'm gonna go 3.5 severed ears what do you give it
0: I'm going to give it a three. I mean, mm-hmm. if I, I liked the wood chipper scene was a lot of fun. That Amazing. Was my, like I said, my favorite part of the episode. There was little moments here and there, but some of the scenes just didn't work for me. Like, I didn't feel anything at the emotional father-son reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, there was, it, again, it was just, it felt like there was opportunity to do something so cool and interesting and, like, really end this on a high note, and I don't feel like they did it. Um, yeah. One question for you. So that's well. So I guess that what six point five is what that ends up being. That might be our yeah, lowest score this season. That's the lowest one. Um, yeah. But we we've given we gave the season really high scores, especially at the beginning. The
1: front end was um, really high.
0: Well, and that's kind of my thing with the whole like it all is. It started out really promising, and I feel like, it, I mean, even the past few episodes, there were some really good moments. It just felt like this particular episode we. We thought something really cool was going to happen, and it didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, One question I had for you is: What do you think happened? Like, is there an insinuation of what happened at Camp Redwood? Like, did anyone ever go find Margaret Margaret's body? Because, like,
1: they skipped over that.
0: Bobby Bobby doesn't really seem to know what happened to her. Um, The fest, like, no one seems to be talking about like something happening with the festival, even though they like keep all the the festival stuff. Yeah,
1: no one's torn anything down in thirty years, so that's a little odd. Didn't someone come uh, looking mean,
0: for Trevor or Courtney or Margaret or anybody? The only thing that we heard Kajagugu? was that, Kajagugu. Because yeah, Kajagugu is probably... Aren't they still stuck at the... <laughs> they're probably still stuck at the at the camp just playing music all the time. That's hilarious. Anyway, yeah, what were you going to say?
1: Uh, I was like, the only thing that we heard was that people showed up a little bit around 1989, but then just disappeared. So they didn't even... I don't know. There was no... Attraction, or I mean, a tourism type of attraction that was worthwhile to go there. I guess I don't know. They they kind of just skimmed or, or skipped over that kind of easily. Mm-hmm. Over. If it was a, if a lot of people went missing there, there sure would be surely would be the FBI there trying to figure out what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Did so. It seems like we we suspected also that maybe there was going to be some tie in with the name 1984 because it obviously has connotations didn't seem like there was any time nope that (laughs) would be just they just picked a year they just picked that year they probably in that case i they probably should just call it like american horror story 1980s or something even if they were going to set it in 1984 you know because if there is connotation it makes you feel like maybe they didn't realize expectation yeah yeah which is a little bit annoying um now let's dive into the season awards um and there might be one i'm forgetting so you'll have to let me know if i'm forgetting one but first one i want to ask you is best cameo who would you give the star cameo to mm. this season?
1: It's good to kind of remember what our options are. I would. You got I Lily Rabe
0: as Lady in White. You got Dylan as Dillard Bruce. Dillard Bruce. You've got Leslie Jordan as Jordan Courtney. As um, Finn Witchrock as, Finn, Finn as Bobby. You have. Um, we'll call Bertie We'll call Birdie a cameo because she was hardly. She was only like three. Bertie was
1: sorely underused. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. I mean, I'd have to say Dylan McDermott. Bruce was such a f- actually fun character that surprised me. Um, it was kind of. Uh, I almost didn't really even need him in the final episode. They could have just, you know, retconned him out in some way that he just kept on killing went elsewhere. Uh, didn't. I wish they'd given him a. But co- he was fun.
0: I wish they'd give him a cooler death. That was all. Um, yeah. He's who, I, he's who I had too. He was my favorite cameo. Yeah. All, so I thought that was that was if there was a redeeming factor for not having Sarah Paulson it was having Dylan McDermott in an unexpectedly fun really solid. Role. yeah yeah mm-hmm.
1: i liked it you could tell he liked it too
0: yeah you could and i think that made it more enjoyable even more enjoyable um okay biggest disappointment
1: character wise or actor wise Char- character wise Char- or actor wise yeah it can be a bit um weird. i this is kind of a lump of people, and I sort of mentioned this earlier, but this season we opened up with all our main characters, these, you know, young people who work at the uh, aerobics gym, and we each of them has kind of this big sin that ideally you were thinking that they need to atone for. You know, Ray had the college thing, Chet uh, did drugs or something, and... and out of the uh, qualifying for the Olympics or something and Xavier who I guess did gay porn or something like that um, they were great characters and then they just kind of puttered out and that we never really see I mean Xavier has some fun one-liners in the middle of the season and then he was barely in this episode Um, so it's just kind of disappointing to see some kind of fun interesting characters with backstories not do anything with that outside Mm -hmm. of die and then become a plot service point for killing other characters uh, as a mob. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say out of all of them, Xavier is little, the most disappointing because he was so fun and like kind of over the top. Cody Fern was fantastic mm-hmm. uh, in that role. So I think that might be the most disappointing. What What do you think yours might be? Mine was a two-way tie
0: and it was a similar idea to yours. Mine is Billy Lord and John Carroll Lynch and here's the reason mm-hmm. for it. I feel like They both started out as compelling characters. I think even when we had Mr. Jingles to begin with, I was like, I'm concerned this is going to be another Twisty the Clown mm-hmm, situation totally. where it starts we out with like... should just expect that
1: from now on for sure. Yeah,
0: it's going to start out with like a scary murderer and then it's going to be like a big ol' softy and it's not... you're going to feel bad for him and it's not going to be a big thing. And lo and behold, that's exactly what it becomes and they kind of force him down this whole route where it's got to be... he's got to be so melodramatic and all this stuff and kind of whiny mm-hmm. and I know he's supposed to be noble and uh, I just didn't buy into the emotional scenes and the exact same thing with montana especially in the past couple of episodes where like they have her go on this kind of emotional roller coaster after she's been killing people for five years that like all of a sudden she's like questioning that she's the one who created the night stalker and her and trevor have that weird interaction where she basically yells at him for no reason, and then, I don't know, it was just...
1: She kind of becomes our final girl in a weird way toward the end where we barely see Brooke, you know, it's weird. She,
0: she gets the most screen time, I feel like, of any yeah. of the characters in the final,
1: I mean... I didn't need that much. Episode. She was like the leader of the ghosts.
0: Yeah, so, I, I don't know, those... I agree with what exactly what you're saying about, like, these character, like, arcs not... Panning out, and I felt like mm-hmm. both of theirs. I mean, I think John Carroll Lynch's is supposed to feel like it panned out, but I just didn't buy yeah. into. I just didn't buy into it was the problem with that one, and the problem with, and I guess it was the same problem with Montana's too. I also felt like Montana's I didn't need. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't like where it went, so that was a bummer for me. Um, okay, rookie of the season.
1: Hmm. Uh, a lot of options. Um, here. Yeah. What are I, um, Donna? Donna for sure, Angelica Ross. Um, that was mine too. Angelica that, Ross, absolutely. That was, my, that was mine too. She was too. almost too good. Like she acted too good when they were trying to, like, you know what I mean? When they were trying to be, um, like silly and cheesy eighties. Like she was actually acting like really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, she she killed
1: it. She might be. Maybe, I really maybe, like her. Yeah.
0: Maybe she'll be up for an award for this season. <laughs> I hope
1: so. I mean, she was up for Pose, right? I think. I don't
0: remember if she was. Up for I Pose need to watch it. I mean, obviously um, Billy Porter won, but.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah um yeah she's fantastic though she's really great i thought she was wonderful she was all a lot younger than i i had thought too mm-hmm. oh how old is she? she's only she's 38 maybe in real life okay yeah mm-hmm.
0: no i thought she, i thought she was awesome um honorable mention i threw this category in because there's someone i wanted to say specifically
1: okay so
0: uh, this is this is basically like best supporting
1: uh okay so best supporting but not mvp correct mvp will be the last one um will you go
0: first cody fern i thought xavier was a really fun character oh okay um especially like they asked him to do like i don't know we we had our problems with him as michael last season especially like yeah he's much better fitted for this role when he was going through his his really whiny teenage years um so I thought that Xavier was a really fun character. I thought he hit, he like, he managed to be consistently hilarious. Um, yeah, even, he was funny. Like, He was one of those ones where even though you didn't see a lot of him, it always seemed like when you did, you got a good laugh out of, like he, he made you laugh or had like a good, yeah, moment. he was kind of a scene stealer. You know what I mean? So he at least,
1: funny. yeah, like, so you know how he was kind of more serious in the beginning and like kind of annoying. Then he became like really funny after he died. <laughs> uh, the opposite happened with um, Trevor Matthew Morrison's character, yeah, that's where exactly he started true. off like fun and like silly, and then he got all serious and in love, and like became a druggie with coke. And, I don't know. They went opposite directions. Yeah, that's um, true. had they kept them consistent, it would have been kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, Cody, Cody Fern, I I, I see that. Um, I would maybe I'll say Matthew Morrison. Then he I thought he was pretty good. Front half, second half, me. Nah. Yeah, but that was his character. Sure. And then finally, MVP. Uh, This is hard because for a while, I th- I think Emma Roberts has been great in this. Like She's like really awesome. Then we hardly got to see her in the final episode when that's who they had kind of geared us to root for. Uh, and she kind of comes in well, and she, then stabs and falls and gets shot. And then we see her as an adult. I mean, and I guess that's supposed to be the big
0: surprise of the finale, you know.
1: Yeah Um, So for me it's either her Or uh, Leslie Grossman Who is just great At Margaret (laughs) Who's (laughs) a terrible human being But she was funny Because she wasn't her like Kind of snarky sassy She was like HBIC Which was pretty fun I, I thought she was great What do you think?
0: I play Leslie Grossman. I yeah. I thought she did a great job this season and it was kind of a different character. Normally she plays kind of the airhead character, and this was like yes. a very calculating kind of badass murderer, cold blooded. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, I thought she did a great job with it. I was yeah. impressed by that. Um Yeah, it that was that was a lot of fun. So uh any awards I'm not th- I'm forgetting that we normally forget. Uh, no,
1: those are I think that's generally what we do. Mm-hmm.
0: So the next part, of course, is ranking the seasons.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you 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 have
0: your rankings loaded?
1: I do have them. Um, Also, we never talked about this, but there really wasn't a lot of nudity this season
0: that's normally american horror stories yeah we just see things. a few
1: more butts that's least. true yeah i don't know if we saw any or maybe we did from like we a far we distance. did we
0: did see butts and it was only in the shower scene with the guys oh the guys <laughs> that's <up>. right <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so we saw a few butts in like one episode but that was about it um anyway i i did like the season though it was a straightforward plot which is rare um, so I kept that in mind when I was kind of putting my rankings together. It wasn't this convoluted thing. Um, it did kind of peter out toward the end, which was a little disappointing because I probably would have moved it higher. Um, and for a lot of these, the difference is so slim. It's not like one, number one is this and then number four is like miles and miles behind it. It might be like just three feet behind it. It's just something kind of pushes certain seasons ahead a little bit. Um. So, and I think this is different than when I did the beginning of the season because of all the stuff that we dealt with the Satan and the devil in this Because Jesus, we keep going back to that well in American <laughs> Horror Story, uh, and I'm kind of tired of that. But that that whole the whole thing with Satan bringing Richard Ramirez back so many times kind of annoyed me. Thinking back on Apocalypse and how many times Michael was trying to get a hold of Satan and Satan wasn't getting to, I don't know, anyway. So my rankings as of current are Asylum, Murder House, 1984, Mm. Roanoke, um, Apocalypse, Coven, Cult, Hotel, Freak Show interesting so
0: you have 1984 at
1: three i do currently just because i'm fresh off it and i'm trying to remember the first half no the first like two-thirds the first six episodes really maybe even seven seven i could go up to seven the last two just but um yeah it was that strong and it wasn't too complicated I liked it, and I love the theme. It's one of my favorite themes. It's the one I've been asking for the entire time they've been doing these shows, with, um, anthology-wise, with different um, settings for each season. So, what, what was your, what are your rankings at right now? My rankings have, I'm realizing
0: now, have done some very serious shuffling since the beginning of this season. <laughs> And, number one, freak show. <laughs> but I think it's honestly... never. It's like the more I am thinking back on some seasons, it's like I'm feeling more nostalgic for some seasons and less nostalgic for others, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. So I'm going to work from back to front. Um, okay. Well, actually, no. I'll, I'll just do it like the same way you did. So Murder House is still my number one. Um, I have Asylum at 2, which I think had slipped maybe p- behind Broanoke at one point, and now I'm bringing it back because mm-hmm. I'm remembering it more fondly. Um mm-hmm. I have Roanoke at three. Okay. Nineteen eight 1980, 1984 at four. And I think okay. had had this finale been better, it would have passed Roanoke. I
1: I, I put I've kept I switched them around a few times and then I landed with but I, I agree, like it's it's close. And then my final ones are
0: hotel mm-hmm. at five, Coven at six. Freak Show mm-hmm. at seven, Apocalypse mm-hmm. at eight, and Cult at nine, which is basically mm. Apocalypse and Cult have slid past Freak Show to be the bottom because I'm now remembering. I know that Freak Show had Stuff a lot of frustrating liked. things, but I remembering yeah. how much I liked like Dandy, and I remembering how much mm-hmm. I liked um, Twisty to begin with as a villain, and I don't. In my memory, I just am not as fond of Apocalypse and Cult.
1: You know what I mean. Cult isn't. I agree actually. Colt's uh, slipping down for me as well. Um, perhaps because of we're living in this world that's similar <laughs> to mm-hmm. Colt, that they were trying to make fun of or whatever, or satirize. Uh, but I agree. Um, Colt is slipping for me too. Uh, and I could see Freak Show. I, I'm getting some nostalgia for it as well. Um, and oh, here and there, hotel a little bit, but actually more so Freak Show. I don't know why.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think, think because it's of Dandy. I think it's, Lynch. Yeah. I, th- I think that in Freak Show we had the situation where we didn't love the f- story, the plot as a whole with mm-hmm. like, you know, Evan Peters character and some of the other characters, but we really liked some of the, um, but some of the characters from that season are the best, some of the best characters of the show. Of, right. of any season, and I think it's making it even out a little bit more. Um, Bryce had posed to us a question about midseason that I've been saving for the end here, and the question mm-hmm. is: Which season of American Horror Story would you like to exist in for all eternity if you could be if you had a choice?
1: Like, what's what, what would be your season to be immersed in? Mm, like with the characters in that universe? Well, they're all in the same universe, I guess. But yeah, um, hmm, like which one would I likely survive? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so just to give you, I, I thought about this a little bit. The two that I put down are Coven, just because I think it'd be fun. I, mm-hmm. um And then, and very stylish. And the other one I put was Hotel, Hotel, Hotel Cortez, because it's like being in the hotel was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the people who are in there are stuck there forever, but
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. Those, those are the two See, that I would. Yeah, at.
1: that's pretty spooky in there too. Mm-hmm um i Kevin was one of the ones i was thinking about too just because it seems like fun and also stylized and i love southern gothic um Mm -hmm. aesthetic uh but i would i would say 1984 i think that'd be kind of fun to go to camp and aerobics and like just live in that whole world with kind of the glamour of the 80s and what what it was like then i'd be into that
0: yeah that would be fun i mean we were
1: actually i guess technically i was alive then but i was a child baby. Yeah, you didn't get to have the,
0: the, the, the poofy hair. I didn't get to go to the roller rink and do a bunch of coke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lost lost opportunities. So finally, the last thing we need to talk about, of course, is themes for next season, potential themes for next season. Um, on Facebook, Amanda had mentioned that season 10 was supposedly hinted at in episode 9 so Mm -hmm. that would be or sorry episode 8 so not this episode but the episode before um, is when apparently American Horror Story said they were hinting it Um, she pointed out that uh, Stacy the reporter mentions Bigfoot and aliens so that's two potential Mm -hmm. possibilities I don't know how I feel about Bigfoot necessarily we've talked about aliens many times I think we've said Area 51 before Bigfoot's something
1: that they could have worked into this season I'm surprised they didn't yeah they
0: could have pulled that paranormal good job I mean aliens (laughs) they exercised some restraint in that way yeah Um, uh, Michael on Facebook sent us a bunch of ideas that, that he had. One was Black Christmas type idea. Another was the House of Wax type idea. Urban Legends. Alcatraz. A Dream World-like Freddy vs. Jason kind of thing. Werewolves are mm. one we haven't done yet. Uh, I thought those were some really fun ideas. Some of the ones I wrote down... Okay, so in addition to Aliens, I was thinking like maybe if we're going to do Aliens, like have it take place on a space station kind of thing would be creepy. Mm. Like an actual like the movie alien type situation. Because mm-hmm. you get a little bit of like... Some, there's a claustrophobic kind of element of being on a space station. That might be too big budget for American Horror Story, but I thought that would be oh, fun. Oh, for sure.
1: These, I mean, they could even give us a massacre mm-hmm. at <laughs> yeah. a festival, so I think the budget's yeah. gone from American Horror Story, sadly.
0: Yeah. A couple other ideas I wrote down uh, Road Trip was a potential idea. Um, mm. Did you ever see the movie uh, Green Room? It's with. Yeah, it was so great. I love oh, it. What was Anton that uh, a- Yelking. Y- a- y- yeah, yeah R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, um and it had That movie's uh, fantastic. Ben Kingsley. That was creepy as hell too. So I um uh,
1: no, it's uh Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, sorry, not Ben yeah. Kingsley. Patrick Stewart. Other bald guy. Yeah, as the
0: <laughs> as the villain. As like a white supremacist. That's that's it's that's an under the radar. It was a
1: really good movie. Good movie. And yeah.
0: So in that same line, I also had racism being a theme kind of. Um, potentially um <laughs> oh
1: I, i'd be scared for them to tackle that, mm-hmm, that seems... i mean I, I don't mind like comments on it occasionally but to do a whole themed you know yeah. something dealing with slavery or something is uh, i don't know and also <laughs> can... well and also watch are you watching watchmen at all yes and they're they can't do it better than that so mm-hmm.
0: yeah um out like an outbreak i mean we had elements of that in apocalypse but like really one that takes place in modern day that's about a disease outbreak i think could actually mm-hmm. be really scary yeah um but not. But I don't want it to be zombie. I just like actual no, it's sickness. Too tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, found footage is one thing we've never really done with them. And then the final one that I put and there's no reason that I think there was no hinting at this, but just a, a, like an idea that I think would be really cool and kind of out there because they like to do some period piece type stuff is like a Jack the Ripper style thing set in like a dirty Victorian mm, London. Yeah. Okay. Or even like a dirty, dirty New York in Victorian times. I think that would be that could be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. The 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 thing is, pretty much, no matter what it seems, we have to have some supernatural element to every season, and I think we have had that for every single season, with the exception of Colt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, because I do kind of like straightforward murder mysteries, Mm -hmm. um, I had thought the only thing that I'd really thought that would be kind of fun to do, even though we've just done a lot of shit with ghosts, is I like the idea of like ghost ship. Uh, mm-hmm. Cruise Line. Uh, kind cruise traps Trapped line. on yeah. it. Um, time Loops. Uh, there's a lot of movies that kind of do, or ghosts that are trapped on there. People come investigate it. Uh, kind of like ghost hunters. Yeah. Uh, and the conjuring type stuff, too, perhaps. So we could go demon. I don't know. Uh, but I do like the idea of, you know, a cruise ship that's floating out in the middle of nowhere and there's a story behind it. And. We meet the people who are on it. Maybe they're dead. Maybe they're alive. I mean, then also there's an outbreak. And that's,
0: yeah, and that's an idea that's not that different from the space station idea and the fact that, like, you have people that are, like, stuck someplace. And that's Mm -hmm. not something that, not something we've really, I mean, I guess Roanoke, they're a little bit stuck in the house at different points.
1: Um, Right. But it's not, like, quarantined or anything.
0: Yeah. Try to think of any other season where they were, like, totally stuck. Like, Isolated, like forced to be in a like, yeah, one spot, yeah. And I think that's the closest we've gotten.
1: Yeah, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, hopefully, well, yeah. We usually get a few hints, or Michael, um, not Michael, um, Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy will say, like he'll announce it on his Twitter or his Instagram. Yeah,
0: so everyone. So I follow him. App, I, I want in. those leaks. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll post it when we hear it. But man. There goes another season of American Horror Story. That's that's crazy to hear. Um, You know, hope everybody out there has awesome holidays. It's like so weird that got two more weeks (laughs) before Thanksgiving, and this show's already over for the season. Um, You know, last season we we did a bonus episode. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a few. Maybe we'll 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 be around. You know, we're around. We'll do something. Um, If you've got a good idea for something, (laughs) you're welcome to share it. Um, it's just a matter of us getting up the energy to taking the time to do it. Um, But obviously, we always like being on these mics and we always like chatting with everybody. So thanks so much for uh, joining us for another awesome season of American Horror Story. Uh, Anything else you want to say before we go, Chris?
1: I think, uh, thanks for all the reviews lately. I think we are now the most uh, reviewed podcast about american horror story that's available that's pretty awesome and that's thanks to all our friends out there who listen and can deal with us but also um are as excited as we are about a show that we love nine years later yeah that's pretty cool
0: pretty pretty cool awesome. okay well between uh, now and whenever where can people keep where can people keep following you chris
1: i am on instagram and twitter at Chris Husted, Chris with a K. Uh, and for you, Tyler, where are you at?
0: I'm on Instagram and Twitter as well at TJMoss11. All right, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy hauntings. Talk to you in 2020.